We are all so much more alike than we think. Diaries of the Mind takes you through the unconscious of every human being by shedding light on the ebbs and flows of being human. Every week, I will share stories and experiences that have given me the opportunity to become more human, more authentic, and more me. Through vulnerability and honesty, I will take you through my personal experiences in relationships and personal development. Join me each week for raw and open conversation, sharing my story, provoking thoughts, and challenging your beliefs as I bear witness to my own trauma and the wisdom that I have integrated into my awareness. Hello everyone, my name is Imani and I am a licensed therapist and intuitive and welcome, welcome, welcome to Diaries of the Mind. We are back with another episode this week, y'all. Thank you so much. I got to say that before I say anything. Thank you so much for bearing with me (laughs) dropping these episodes. I'm still just getting used to the the groove of things, you know, recording, making content for Instagram, teaching classes, seeing my therapy clients, seeing my coaching clients. And any time that I make an adjustment to my schedule or just an adjustment to my life in general, any type of change, it always takes me a little to kind of like catch up. I feel like for my brain and like my emotions with it to like catch up and be on the same page. So I appreciate you guys so much for just your patience because it's hard out here. It's it's hard out here, man. Um, But we got this. So I'm going to jump right into today's topic, which I think is perfect as we are coming out of this really weird Mercury retrograde that just happened. I don't know about you all, but the past few weeks have been just like wild. Like, that's literally the only word I can use to really just describe it. Um, And some of you guys may be familiar with Mercury retrograde. Some of you may not. But basically, usually three times a year, but this year in particular, four times, the planet Mercury begins to slow down. So the planet Mercury normally moves faster than Earth around the sun. But when Mercury is in retrograde, what's happening is that it's moving slower than the Earth around the sun. So for us, when Mercury is slowing down, we call that Mercury retrograde. And for us, that simply means that life gets a little more tense. There may be a lot of miscommunication during this time period. A lot of relationships are challenged during this time period. Maybe you even have like a lot of people from the past like circling back during this time period in your life. So there's just a lot going on during this time period that feels really really tense and I think Mercury retrograde oftentimes gets like a really bad rep and a lot of the times what you see on social media is like people like ah Mercury retrograde is like kicking my butt and all this stuff and I think it gets a really bad rep because it really just takes us out of our comfort zone it takes us out of our routines and what it is that we're used to and it seems like like during this time period that you know everything is just going wrong and and the thing is is that it actually isn't all bad. Like there are some parts of it that feel really tense, but if we actually like move with the planet, like exactly with what the planet is doing and like slow down and, you know, it it really positions us to take a good look at our personal lives and our relationships and our boundaries and, you know, just really being able to kind of like move at this slower pace So you can really just take this time to reassess, refocus, and revise certain areas in your life. So I wanted to talk about 
the sector of our lives that is pretty much always challenged during like any retrograde for the most part. And that is the sector of, of relationships. So this week I was just scrolling on social media and I saw a lot of celebrity couples because their lives are always plastered for us to see. Like I said in last week's episode, I saw a lot of celebrity couples splitting up and various people were sharing, you know, their own thoughts and feelings about the split. And one of the things that I noticed is that we as a society have such a codependent relationship with our idea of what relationships are supposed to be. You know, like a couple can split because of irreconcilable differences and people immediately jump to the conclusion that like someone cheated or they aren't working hard enough for their relationship or, you know, how could they be together for two years, 20 years, 50 years, and you know, like things just aren't working out. But I was thinking about it and I was just like, I think I want to talk to you all about like irreconcilable differences and what actually happens when we are in a stage that that's happening in our relationships. Because I think it's more empowering for us to really deal with the reality of what's happening rather than kind of like avoiding reality, being in resistance to it and just why, 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 projecting our own thoughts and feelings and not really understanding how relationship dynamics really even work to begin with. So irreconcilable differences technically means that an individual and their spouse and their partner cannot get along with one another to keep the relationship alive. The couple disagrees on such a level that they can no longer sustain the marriage. And when I think about irreconcilable differences, like, you know, outside of the textbook definition of it and what we see a lot of the times on like TV and in in family law and stuff like that, I just see it as two people who have different values and desires that are so polarizing, that are so opposite, that it just can't coexist together. It can't coexist together. And I honestly think this isn't talked about enough in relationships because, you know, a lot of the times we don't want to look at the side where, you know, maybe I'm just not compatible with this person. Maybe we are just incompatible with each other. A lot of the times I think a lot of people simply don't want to look at that because it's just too painful And depending on where it is that you are in your healing journey, I mean, honestly, it it really doesn't even matter where it is that you are in your healing journey. Um, I think it's, it's so painful. A lot of us kind of do this thing where we interpret it like incompatibility as rejection. You know, like, like, why isn't this person compatible with me? Like, why do they not want to change for me? And like, all these warped ideas that we have around relationships. So therefore, you know, like, If we are in a relationship with someone and, you know, we see that like there are certain parts of this relationship where things are just so polarizing, things are just so incompatible. A lot of the times what we do is we start to go into those coping tendencies of like fixing, saving and rescuing the person and trying to get them to change. And then what we end up doing also aside from that is like creating these stories and these narratives and internalizing this person's behavior, their choices, their actions, or even their values to mean something negative about us. 
And what's happening when you do that is you are tying your self-worth to their values. You're tying your self-worth to what it is that they're choosing and what it is that they believe in, their thoughts, their feelings, and creating the story about yourself in regards to what it means about you and the relationship. So this stuff is just, it's just not talked about enough. And I think a lot of people, you know, like I mentioned before, they just have like this really, really warped idea around relationships, you know, and it's no one's fault. It's honestly just the way that we've been programmed and the way that we've been conditioned. A lot of us grew up on television shows and hearing stories and seeing, you know, just even different relationships in our own lives where it's really kind of like this idea of sacrificing yourself for another person in order to be loved by them. You know, and so whenever we see a celebrity couple break up or decide to go their separate ways or even, you know, not even just celebrities, but just like regular like people in your life, people are like, oh, my God, like, I'll never believe in love again. And like, if they didn't work out, then like, I know I know things probably won't work out for me. And, you know, I don't even believe in marriage anymore. And it's just like, why are you putting these people, regardless of who they are, anyone at that fact on like this imaginary pedestal hoping that their marriage will set the standard for you. I never really understood that. It's like we completely forget that these people are human. These people have their own journeys. These people have their own experiences. And we have no idea who they are outside of, you know, what they present in the media. Like in real life, these people are complete strangers. Like we don't, we don't know them. So it kind of just tickles me a little bit, you know, when I see some people respond in these ways, because I think, you know, for a lot of us, we're allowed to kind of have that shock, like, oh man, like things didn't work out. But when I see some people respond in these ways, like you can kind of tell when some people are joking. And then you can also tell when there are some people that are actually like, really, really serious, you know? And I think because so many of us grew up in households where, you know, maybe our parents weren't together or maybe we've never even seen at least an idea of a healthy relationship. And maybe all we saw was just chaos and confusion on a consistent basis. So we take these celebrities and their relationships and put them on a pedestal so they can be the representation of really what we're desperately seeking. And it's coming to a point, you know, of really just emotional maturity within ourselves that it's like, no, like all of the cute pictures and stuff like that are just like the aesthetic of whatever looks acceptable, whatever's going to get a like and a comment and make us seem like we're happy. But the real magic happens off camera. The real relationship happens when no one is looking and, and you're literally face to face with this person, you're living with them and you know, you actually have to live with their character. So stop putting these celebrities so much on a pedestal to where you dethrone your own standards. It's, 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 it's once again, kind of like I said last week, it's like absolutely absurd. And I know a lot of us have done it. So, so I say all of that to say, I think when we see relationships ending and people separating, whether they're a celebrity or not, 
a lot of the times what happens is we project our own shame onto them rather than looking at the relationship from like, you know, like breaking up with like this, it was either a success or failure thing, like a success or failure lens. And I like to think about it from more of like an empowering stance where the relationship was a success in general because I got a chance to experience this person. And I needed this person in my experience. I needed this person in my life at this moment, even if I may not understand the reason why right now. I was literally telling a friend the other day, like, you know, relationships are not about possession and control. It's it's not about owning or controlling someone. That That's codependency. It's not about tethering ourselves to people because we need them in our lives to make us feel better. And like I said before, you know, anyone who does think this way, you know, to be completely honest with you guys, like there's no one to blame because like I said, society has conditioned and programmed us to be this way. Society has programmed us into believing that love is all about this constant, you know, sacrificing of yourself for another person and being tethered to another person. And, you know, just like this, this idea of like disowning yourself for another person. Time and time again, I see it all of the time. People get into relationships completely abandoning themselves just to say that they have someone just to feel needed, just to feel wanted, just to feel desired. Rather than learning that really healthy relationships are about keeping who it is that you are. It's about keeping your authenticity and also being able to maintain a healthy relationship dynamic with another person. It's it's not like this this one or the other. We're not putting this on like a balance scale. Both go hand in hand. But so many of us have been taught that like, This act of abandoning ourselves, rejecting ourselves, disowning ourselves, abandoning our boundaries, abandoning our values, and and giving our power away in this way is quote-unquote compromising. I think nothing like grinds my gears more than that. It's it's so just like far-fetched to me because I always just think about it from the stance of like, isn't a relationship all about being considerate of each other healthy relationships do not require me to quote unquote compromise my core values that's that's not love that's that's fear that's fear of you leaving me that's fear of you rejecting me and so when we can get to this point where we move out of like this framework of codependent love needing someone to be who we want them to be needing someone to change for us, spending years in the relationship, waiting for them to step up, waiting for them to be different, waiting for them to change. When we can actually finally see that that's not loving at all, I think we would be on our way to just healthier relationships as a collective in general. Sometimes our our differences with someone, our irreconcilable differences with someone is so polarizing that we just can't coexist in the same relationship together. We can't coexist at least in a romantic relationship together. Now, is that to say that the whole relationship failed, that it wasn't a success? Absolutely not. 
Absolutely not. If both people have tried and put their best foot forward, it's a success. Even even if, I'm going to take it a step further, even if both people didn't put their best foot forward, and maybe you feel like, you know, well, I was the only one that put my best foot forward. I feel like my, my partner didn't do anything but like terrorize me and abuse me. Guess what? Guess what? That's still a success. And I know that it probably sounds crazy, but really think about it. Really think about it. Because anything that brings me back to myself at the end of the day is a blessing. Through the pain, through the heartache, and through the suffering, it's a blessing. Anything that teaches me how to love myself more, anything that teaches me how to pour back into myself, anything that teaches me how to stand firm in my boundaries, anything that teaches me to stop betraying myself, that's a success. That's a success because I'm learning. I I got to share an experience with this person, regardless of what the outcome was of me staying with them or not. I got to share an experience with this person and learn something about myself, even if it didn't last for a lifetime, even if it didn't last for a lifetime, you know? And so even if you're out there right now and like you're, you're in this position where it's like, well, Imani, like, I don't know what I've learned from this relationship. I don't know what I've learned from this. What can I take away from this? Because all I feel right now in this moment is anger and sadness and overwhelm and frustration and guilt and shame and pain. And the one thing I'll say to you is like, let, let the pain mold you. You, you, have, you have to feel it. It had to be them. It had to be that experience to get you to this point so you can finally see yourself clearly and get the desires of your heart. So we have to get to this point where we're able to move out of patterns of codependency and expecting everyone and everything to stay together because they've been together for years, because it makes us feel good. You know, it's it, it's it's not about any of that. Love is about honoring a person's journey which which also means as well recognizing when a relationship has reached its expiration date recognizing when a relationship has really reached the end of its season the end of its chapter rather than trying to run away from it being in resistance to it because in running away from it what you're doing is you're you're probably trying to manipulate the outcome in some way or at least avoid the outcome um, to avoid reality in some way. So you're avoiding really what it is, is you're avoiding having to deal with the discomfort that comes with coming face to face with the abandonment or rejection wounds that you may have. So when you're in a relationship and the relationship, even if it's a friendship, like relationships are all different types of dynamics. This is not just romantically. So when you're in a relationship and the relationship has moved towards irreconcilable differences, real love is about respecting and honoring that person's journey enough to let them go. It's saying, no, I I will no longer tether myself to you to make myself feel good. Love and honor them so much that it transcends beyond the physical. Love them and honor them so much that you let them journey in this lifetime on their own schedule and go wherever it is that they need to go, be with whoever it is that they need to be, whether it's with you or not. You know, like all these different things, you got to let people 
journey through. We're not always going to be able to go with people everywhere. We're not going to be able to take everyone with us just because we've been friends with them for 20 years, just because we've been married to them for 30 years. Every person, every relationship is not meant to go with you where you're going. And you're going to understand it as long as you are integrating the lessons from it. Not every relationship is meant to last forever. That's why we talk about we talk about seasons, right? But the thing that does last forever is the experience, which is why I say relationships are experiences. I'm supposed to take the experience with me, not necessarily this person, but the experience. The experience is the container and the lesson is the medicine. That's the easiest way to remember it. The experience is the container and the lesson is the medicine. So real love and healthy relationships is not about, you know, what the other person can do for you. What the other person can change about themselves in order to make you feel better about yourself. What the person can change to to save, you know, the simple fact that we've been together since we were 13, 14, and now, you know, we're pushing 30 and 40 and, you know, our values completely conflict maybe what it is that we started with. Your values are going to change as you change. You know, so it's not about what can the other person do for me to make me feel good about myself. It's about what can we offer each other. It's about offering safety. It's about offering security. And it's getting to a point where you allow yourself to see people clearly. You know what you have to offer, but are you willing to see what the other person has to offer and take it for face value without trying to change them? That's the hard part that we don't want to look at. It's like, ah, I got to accept them for who they are. No, (laughs) if I accept them for who they are, then I might get to a point where I realize like our differences are incompatible. Like it just, it just wouldn't work. And so we, we kind of stay in this position of just avoidance because we don't want to look at that. But the longer that we avoid it, the longer we delay our happiness, the longer we delay change, you know? So a lot of us are simply just not willing to do that. And unfortunately, we pay the price. We pay the price feeling burnt out in relationships. We pay the price feeling resentful in relationships. We pay the price just being overall unhappy and and who who wants to live like that voluntarily at least like like who wants to do that you know so if you guys if you guys didn't get anything from the podcast episode today I want you to simply just remember this put it in your pocket and take it home with you store it wherever it's safe and, and keep it in your mind relationships are simply experiences and in being in a relationship with this person How am I making a daily commitment to seeing myself clearly? Even through our differences, even if they're they're really, really opposite. What is this telling me about the relationship? What am I in resistance to? What is this telling me about this season in my life and what I desire? What I'm going to have to let go of in order to get that? How is this relationship, whether it ends or not, bringing me closer to my authentic self? And I want you guys to really think about it. Like, like literally, even if, you have to play, even if you have to play this back, like answer that question 
truthfully. And if you feel any kind of, you know, like resistance towards it, turn inwards, turn inwards and give yourself empathy and compassion for identifying a wound within you that simply needs your attention, that needs to be integrated. No, no more, no more of this like tethering yourself to relationships that have reached the end of the road. Like I, I literally can't help to think of, but like that, that boys to men song, although we've come to the end of the road, still I can't let go. It's unnatural. You belong to me. I belong to you. You see? <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm really, really animated. But it's, like, it's like, you see? Like, even, like, literally think about what I just said. You belong to me. I belong to you. Like, you see? Even with that, it's just like, think about it. This is how we're conditioned, even through the music. No one belongs to you. No one belongs to you because you don't own anyone. <laughs> you don't own anyone. Let people journey through, man. Let them journey through, you know, and, and, and allow yourself to just sit with that, that discomfort of allowing them to journey through, understanding that love is not about you tethering yourself to them. Love is sometimes letting someone go. Sometimes that's the most loving thing you can do, even when it hurts. Okay. So, so allow yourself to grieve. Yes, it's okay to hurt. It's okay to feel hurt. Yes, you might even, you know, feel guilty. You, you might even feel shame. You know, but those are all natural human emotions that we all experience and they're meant to be felt. I always say to my clients, like, there is no good or bad emotions. It's just that a lot of the times we have like these good emotions that make us feel good. And then we have these quote unquote bad emotions that make us feel bad. And it's just getting to a point where you can realize like all of my emotions are meant to be felt, even the uncomfortable ones. And in you allowing yourself to feel that, you're making room for yourself to experience a different type of love for this person, you know, that really... um transcends the physical like I said before and you're allowing yourself to kind of like transition out of a romantic connection with them maybe into a different dynamic whether you and this person are friends years down the road or whether you guys aren't in contact at all that's still some type of connection in some way there's this is agreeance on both ends that like yeah we're not speaking to each other <laughs> you know at least that's the way that I think about it right so I hope that this was helpful, guys. And, you know, feel free to join my membership, Awakening Consciousness on Mighty Networks for my classes and open Q&A because I go really in depth with all of this stuff. Um, and we be really, we be really getting into it. We be getting into it, y'all. And I don't want y'all to miss it. So head over to the link in my bio on Instagram. Head over to my website if you don't have an Instagram, imaniintouch.com and join the membership because I'm actually doing a class this Saturday called the Wounded Inner Child, which actually ties in perfectly, perfectly with this episode. <laughs> because a lot of the times when we struggle with this, that's what is that's the part of us that is reacting. That's the part of us that is in resistance. So that's actually happening this Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. So if you guys can make it, I would love to see you there. Um, and if you happen to be listening to this episode, like after this class has passed, feel free to still join the membership because all the classes that I do, all the replays are there in the portal. I can't believe that I have like almost over 20 classes in that membership right now. So th there's so much content to go through. But 
Thank you all so, so much for tuning into this week's episode. I really hope this message touched someone out there, challenged you a little bit, changed your perspective. And I will be chatting with you all next week. This wraps up this week's episode of Diaries of the Mind. I hope you enjoyed our deep dive into today's discussion. As always, if this episode was helpful to you, head over to the review section and leave a rating. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at imani.intouch. If you are interested in joining my private community where I offer monthly classes, guided meditations, and more, or to even just check out my services, head over to imaniintouch.com, click on membership and subscribe. Have a great rest of your week and I can't wait to chat with you next week.